Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. If you're just joining us, we are talking today about some big news for Sarasota Memorial Hospital's nurse residency program. It has received accreditation from a very prestigious group, and uh, and it just is is some type of program that is making things better, not just for nurses, but for all the patients, for all the staffers who are working with the nurses, the doctors, and and then the, the administrative staffers, too, who are overseeing so many of these programs. My guest today is Jackie Gattavito. She's the manager of clinical programs at SMH, and this nurse residency program falls under that umbrella. But this is just one of many that you are doing. Tell, you were Tell us a little bit about it. During the break, you were sharing with me some of the other programs that you also manage. Sure. So within our clinical programs division, we have our PIC team, which is our vascular access team, our acute pain team that rounds. Um, We have a new behavioral health team that's going to be rounding in the organization as well. We have a wound ostomy team. Um, Our geriatrics, in which we just received that newly niche um, recognition designation, Um, and the residency program, we also have a medication diversion program as well. Okay, so all of these programs, for people who aren't familiar with the way hospitals work, explain what these programs are, because you just named them in rapid succession, but, you know, uh, it's it's staffers who are going from floor to floor and and helping patients as needed, right? Correct. So not every organization is... um, able to provide these resources. We're a large organization. Um, unfortunately, our leadership provides these extra resources to our staff nurses. So you, you could be a nurse on the unit and you're just working on your unit, but you need additional resources and support. So um, our vascular access team inserts our pick lines, um, which our floor nurses would not be able to do. It's a, it's a specialty skill. And, and there's um, a high risk of infection, and that's why you need a, a infection, special... Yeah. correct. There's a lot of risk factors that go along with that. Um, and then with our newly designated um, niche designation, with our geriatric program, um, that's something newly that we're starting. Um, we're piloting, and we're hoping to go organizational uh, wide with that. But our, we have a clinical nurse specialist, um, geriatric clinical nurse specialist, that will be consulting on patients, providing um, staff support and education. Um, we have our acute pain team. So we have a lot of patients that are, are in pain, obviously, in the hospital. Uh, we also have this big opioid epidemic, um, and it can be difficult to manage their pain, especially um, depending on what they're coming in with and what their, their previous use of medication or drugs were. So we have a specialized team that has a medical director um, that rounds and sees those patients as well. Our wound ostomy team, as you were saying, we have difficult wound vacs. Um, We have new ostomy patients that need teaching, need support, um, pressure injury prevention. That team also assists in in the prevention of those. Um, We also have our... what am I missing? Behavioral health. Behavioral health is brand new. So we um, had a pilot that we are now going to continue. The pilot was very successful um, because patients that come in with a medical condition also tend to have psychiatric conditions that can increase their length of stay, uh, increase their complexity of care. And so we have, we're going to be taking a more proactive approach um, to our psych patients, our patients that have behavioral issues, 
Um, but these are patients who might not be in the inpatient treatment for behavior I- issues or mental health issues. They could just be on floor five in Waldemere Tower or something yes, like that. Yes, and we're taking yeah. a proactive approach to make sure they are on their medications. They might need a psych eval. They might need, we have behavioral therapists now that are rounding. So um, this is very, very new. We're just starting. Um, so I'm excited to see where that program will go. So why do we have a coordinator for all of these programs? You are the manager of clinical programs at SMH. And uh, it, it seems like this is really involving so many different departments and then also not just other experts, but um, uh, doctors, too, on some of the teams. Correct. Um, you know, in order to continue to make sure these programs have the support that they need, they have the staff that they need, um, they have the buy-in from leadership, education is going out to the staff, you really need somebody dedicated to make sure that they're partnering partnering with the program coordinator. So some of the programs have program coordinators that really oversee the day-to-day programmatic um, adventures with the staff and um, staffing and education. They work with the medical directors and they're they're really doing it on a daily basis. And I'm really just there to help facilitate um, with their needs and then also make sure that we're measuring the correct outcomes and we're moving the program forward as we expand the organization. It's almost like a hospital within a hospital. Almost, you yeah, know, I mean, it, so way. many little departments there that uh, that you've got to keep track of what everybody's doing. What triggers bringing in one of these special clinical teams? Well, we've had these teams in place for a, a very long time. Our pain team has been around, our PIC team, which we used to call our IV team because we used to, they used to start every single IV in the organization. So that's kind of been uh, revised and we've transitioned from that. We've had a woundostomy uh, team as long as I can remember. And I started at SMH in 98. Mm. Um, So we've had a lot of these teams. But as I said, as the patients come in and they're more complex and we're identifying new needs, then it's time to develop some new programs to be able to, to meet the needs of the patient. All right. So, so this is something that really everybody listening is, is adding to the experience. And who is it who calls in a member of one of these clinical teams? Is, is it triggered by a nurse or does it have to come from a physician? How does it work? They're all different. Most of them are nurse generated. Um, we have certain protocols, especially with those teams that have medical directors or we have order sets that these teams can implement without calling the physician. Um, but they collaborate very closely with the physicians and we'll call them if, if needed. Um, but the the triggers can come from risk factors in the medical record that automatically will consult them. It will come from a nurse that is critically thinking, oh, they could benefit from this resource or it could be physician generated as well. Can the patient or the patient's family say, you know, I really think there might be X, Y, or Z issue. Is there anyone who can help me with that? And then that triggers it? Yes, absolutely. They could speak to their nurse and the nurse would go ahead and contact that team. Fantastic. All right. And you are coordinating all of those teams. But prior to coordinating all of them, you were mostly watching over the nurse residency program. How long did you do that? Um, the nurse, as the nurse residency program coordinator, I was in that position for a little over five years. So that's a long time. Mm-hmm. What kind of changes did you see in that time? And, and in our last segment or two segments before that, you were talking about how sort of the the uh, attitude of nurses is something that you saw change. What about the rest of the hospital? How did it accept the nurse residency uh, graduates? And, and what kind of a difference did that make there? Well, I think originally, you know, when we started this program in 2007, it was on one unit. We have what we call a residency designated unit. So no matter what floor you get hired to, you start on a residency unit. You don't start on the unit you've been hired to. Um, And so we had one floor um, 
And since we've revised the program, we've expanded to three different units because we've had so many new nurses come in and the sheer number of just the hiring of newly licensed nurses is one of the biggest differences I've seen is we're just hiring more. People are retiring, they're transitioning. Um, School and and education is highly promoted in our profession. And so you might come in with an associate or bachelor's degree, but you're on your way to getting your nurse practitioner, your nurse anesthetist. And, you know, the turnover is not a bad thing, but people aren't staying on inpatient medical units as long as they used to. So we're having a higher number of nurses come in. That's one of the bigger, biggest differences that I've seen is just the, the sure number of, of onboarding. Um, but with the residency units, they'll start on the residency units. They'll receive the training there for about four weeks, and then they'll transition to their home unit. And I think managers um, of the other units now, it's become our culture. Um, They'll call me if they're hiring somebody that maybe has had three months of experience at another organization and they really want to put them in the residency unit. Even though they're technically not a newly licensed nurse, they've only had three months of experience. We're going to consider them newly licensed and they're going to go through the program Uh, and we'll individualize it. So if they don't need to start in a residency unit and they can start in their home unit, we, we might do that. So, you know, just the support from the managers on all of the units, I think has also been a change over the years where we only had a select few people go through the program and now it's really just opened up to all of those units. Do you think maybe in the future you could see this happening with the LPNs too, something like that? Uh, They do have specific uh, training for the LPNs, but it's geared more towards the position that they were hired to. All right. So uh, a lot happening with nurses at Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And again, tell us about the accreditation and why you all sought this accreditation. So having the program in place since 2007 um, and making the revisions and just seeing the recommendations and what was going on globally, we really wanted to you know, seek out what was next, what was going to make our program stand out above all others, what's going to make us ensure that we're providing the best education, training, mentoring, support for our newly licensed nurses. Um, And so we went ahead and we researched accreditation. There are two types. We decided to go with the ANCC, American Nurse Credentialing Center. Um, And we sought that um, education out at the time, the accreditation out at the time, because you did not have to be affiliated with um, a college or a university. And it was open to associate degree nurses, not just BSNs. The other type of accreditation at that time was only open to BSN students. And we didn't want to limit or provide different types of training to associate degree versus baccalaureate degree nurses. So we decided to go with the ANCC. And, you know, it really helped open our eyes to what we already had in place, how ahead of the game we were nationally, but it also helped us identify some opportunities and areas that we are able to grow. Um, And, and, you know, that's what's beneficial to me as, as coordinating this program is what can we do better? We're always asking ourselves that. How can we make things better? What else can we do? How do we compare to other organizations? How do the nurse residents view this? How do the managers view it? You know, there's all these questions and this accreditation really helped answer some of those and then also helped us put into action what we need to do if we're not quite where we want to be. How long did it take to get the accreditation? Uh, it was about a year process. Um, it's a, And you could do it sooner, um, but it's a whole application you have to write um, and it goes through 
very vigorous eyes. There were three people that that looked at it. There are then a virtual visit that you have to go through. Um, they do interview your employees. Um, they send out a survey that's anonymous that you don't even get the results. You just get the aggregate results back um, from the nurse residents that go through. So it is a whole process, but it was well worth it. Well, it's a very exciting development for Memorial. And it's of course, it's been going on for a really more than 10 years, but now you have this this wonderful accreditation to say, see, it, it's an amazing program. And, and it certainly is. And we want to find out what it's like to go through it. We were speaking earlier with one of the nurse residents, but maybe Jackie, you can walk us through the process in a minute and, and tell us everything that these nurse residents are going through. Need to take a quick break though, so please stick around. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ. We'll be back after this.